welcome to the Perfectly Blended Podcast, Season 4, Episode 14. Today, it's Thanksgiving week, so what are we going to talk about? Three reasons to be grateful. And that's coming up right now. Thank you so much for joining us on the Perfectly Blended Podcast. This podcast is for blended families, for couples that want to strengthen their marriage, and want a brighter future. Perfectly Blended exists to break the stigma of divorce, drop the shame and guilt holding you back, and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive. We believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of Jesus Christ and his ability to restore us fully. Let's dive in. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show today. We are excited because we get to talk about things of gratefulness. I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas more. But <laughs> she does. <laughs> Evil. Evil. Don't even talking about that right now. Faith, family, and fellowship is what I'm thankful for. Thanks, Mr. Lewis. Yeah, we are as well. It's actually that's why we want to talk about this today on this show is about the things that we are grateful for. So before we get started today, do you have anything you want to talk about, my love? Yes. So the reason why Thanksgiving is on my brain, because at my work today, I work in healthcare and we have in private duty, we have clients that we send caregivers into their homes and we had six or seven clients that don't have family members that are going to come do anything with them or anything like that. So we all pitched in. Josh said that he would bake a turkey. So Josh made the whole turkey for us and I took it in, you know, he carved it up. I took it in and then someone brought in mashed potatoes. Someone brought in macaroni and cheese. Someone brought in, you know, green bean casserole. <laughs> uh, someone brought, brought in rolls and we put together seven dishes for the different clients and delivered them out to their house today. So Thanksgiving was on my brain for that reason. And we took a picture. I, I didn't show you the picture. I'll no, I saw it on Facebook though. I was kind of, Oh, they posted on Facebook. Yeah. Somebody posted on Facebook from the Our company. marketing person. Yeah. She's all over it. <laughs> so I made sure to like I'll, it. <laughs> I'll have to find it. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool though. Yeah. I saw there was like, like a goofy picture, kind of a goofy one. You're all doing the old duck yeah, that's with me. the peace sign. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was doing that. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so it's on our brain today because we just did that at work for all of our clients. Yeah. So. And I think this fun. is a, a special, I'm sharing this anyway to our personal page. That's why I'm looking down if you're oh. uh, if you're looking on here right now. But I think, you know, Thanksgiving for me is a real special time. And I think beyond the thankfulness portion of it, but we need to really bring it back to that. That's why we're talking about it today is I really enjoy to cook. I mean, cooking is a big, big thing for me. I don't like to bake anything, but I do like to cook. And so, he does. you know, this is a big week for me. I just got my turkey in the brine today and I got that all done up and it's, it's in, you know, it's in the refrigerator and it's cooling and brining itself. So uh, it's something that I really enjoy to do. It's something really that does. I really, really look forward to doing. And so we today- And though, he makes a mean turkey, let me tell you. Like everybody that has his turkey for the first time. I mean, even if you've had it more than once, you are like, this is so good. But the first time you have it, like people are eating it and they're like, oh. And then his mashed potatoes are just as good. He makes natural. Natural. Real. <laughs> red skin. Red, like a red skin uh, garlic mash. Mm. Yeah. But you it's use so heavy good. cream and that's the trick. You got to use heavy cream yeah. in doing it. So it's really... A great time of year, though. This is really one of these times of year, you know, that we've really realized that it's time to really kind of reflect. And I think Christmas also kind of gets coupled into that. It's a time to really kind of reflect and be thankful and grateful for all the things that God 
and, uh, you know, others in our lives have, have done for us and that we, you know, we've been mm. blessed by their lives and so on and so forth. So today we want to talk about the three things, really the three uh, reasons to be grateful for. What are the reasons why? why? Why are the things that we actually can be grateful for? So yeah. Before we Especially dive into that, in blended families. Well, definitely in blended families, yeah. We need all the support and help we can get. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get started, you want to talk about anything else? No. Okay. You ready to roll? Am I supposed to? No. Oh. Not at all. Am I supposed to, she says? He's looking at me like that. No. For the first thing, the one thing that we really should be grateful for, look for in gratitude, is in a relationship with God. Yeah, I think especially when it comes to blended families too. Now, everybody in the world, your most important relationship should be between you and God. But a lot of times in, you know, once you get out into life and you wake up at the day and then you get out into the world and you you get around people and then you get around distractions or you get around people that are being rude to you and mean mm -hmm. to you and it's chaos, you really can forget the most important relationship, which is your relationship with God. And it's important to spend quality time with him, you know, mm. have things not just in the morning, like, yes, get up in the morning and start your day out. Right. But throughout the day, do you have little reminders? Do you need to set reminders to remind yourself to pause for a moment and reflect and pray on God? Because a lot of times, like if an ex calls up and changes the whole schedule for the day or even your plans for the holiday for Thanksgiving. Our immediate reaction is to get mad or angry or frustrated or impatient or whatever, whatever your default, you know, emotion is. And yeah. we can train ourselves to pause for a moment when we're like, you know, and breathe and then pray about it for a minute and then be calm and say, okay, this is happening for a reason, or this is just life, especially since we're in a blended family, this is what happens. And, yeah. and remember, you know, that there's much bigger, more important things in the world than that, than that one Thanksgiving, you know, we like to do, I know me personally, like to be like, this is a holiday and and we get so caught up and we don't think, is this going to matter a year from now? Is this going to matter six months from now? You know, and is this important to the grand scheme yeah. of things? Yeah, it's not right or they're being a jerk or whatever, but it really in the grand whole picture of life, it's not important. Yeah, I think it's, I love this first point because we talk about being grateful to God, you know, in general, and it almost sounds almost, I don't know, cliche, really, you know, if you're like, oh, you need to be thankful to God. But I think in reality, like, you know, as we speak as Christians, you know, we need to understand what is our firm foundation, right? What is our firm foundation? What is everything built upon? The things that give us strength, the things that give us wisdom, the things that, you know, point us in the right direction, the things that we look for, for support truly inside of ourselves, you know, the Holy Spirit. And we think about, you know, when we slow down and we say, you know, the core of what's holding us completely together, the things that's taken us to the next level all throughout our whole lives has been our personal relationship with Jesus. And that's an easy thing to overlook, like Christy's yeah. saying, when all the little problems are happening, it's thinking we get onto thinking things in a very practical sense, right? I need to practically take care of this, or I need to practically respond to this person in this yeah. way. I need to be very practical in all these things. And we really miss the point of what, uh, you know, the things, the thing that holds us completely together. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't tie into God in the way, in a grateful heart in the way that we should. And, you know, I believe, for me personally, the way to do that the best is to slow down. I have to slow down. I have to, I, I am, my mind goes a thousand miles an hour. My wife will tell you it almost never turns off. 
But what my problem is, is I allow to skip over the things that matter. And I start trying to get into problem solving mode instead of being grateful for what God's doing in the moment and tying myself mm-hmm. into him. And that's mm-hmm. so easy, especially this time of year, especially if you're in a blended family, because these times or years are hectic. They're hard. Luckily, we're beyond most of that at this point. I mean, we have had yeah. some battleground fights, I mean, over the years. You know, the simple things that you think should be simple are not simple. And the things that you shouldn't have to argue and fight about, you're arguing and fight about. I mean, just an example, you know, I love my mother, right? I love my mother, but my mom has never had to deal with a blended family the way that we had. And every year Thanksgiving comes along and, you know, my mom's like, you know, why don't we get the kids first? You know, they're always come here and they're full. And I understand the concern in that. But the thing is, is fighting with the, the ex and fighting with all of that side of the family, it just never worked. It's it, The more that we fought, the more that they held them hostage yeah. and didn't allow them to come over. So it's like there really was no winning that. But as a blended family, we're losing on both sides, Yeah. right? We can't please everybody. I want to. Like my mom makes a very valid point. It's not that I don't want my kids here and I don't, it's not those things. It's that's why this time of year, we really need to be thankful for knowing that we can have a solid relationship with God and that he can hold us together in those moments. It's hard to skip over that. Yeah. And at first we would, you know, it's the principle of the whole thing. Like we would specifically tell them like, please don't fill up. Like, please don't like fill up before you come over here so you can eat food. Yeah. Don't get bored. But <laughs> is that really what is important? Like they still are here. They're still spending time with the family, so they didn't eat the food. It's turkey and mashed potatoes. You know, it's it's that part wasn't important. In one year, we did get it, you know, after years and years and years. We finally got it to where we had them first, and then they went over their second. And then your mom still was like, well, why are they leaving? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, so it's hard in a blended family because – other members of the family want to see your kids too, but they also don't understand. Like we have to share, like I had a child with someone else and we're no longer together and that is their parent and they need to see them too. And it sucks. I want to keep them for myself, but I still have to share and let them. And it's not always rainbows and joy. Like not every blended family gets along beautiful with everybody's ex and stuff. Hey, if you do, that's fantastic. Uh, We haven't experienced that, you know? And so we know that this time of year can be really difficult. So my yeah. son came home today. He's uh, goes to Michigan State. He's a sophomore, and he came home for the weekend for Thanksgiving. So he come home today, and he's all like, you know, trying to plan out his Thanksgiving day. I mean, now it's on them, right? He is nineteen years old. He's gonna be, or he's twenty years old. Yeah, it's twenty, right? And and my my daughter is turned twenty, is twenty four, right? So with twenty and twenty four, it's up to them to handle that stuff now, right? They they're big kids. And so now they have to figure out like, okay, how am I going to work all this out and stuff? And so he told me today, he's like, I'm not, I want to come, I want to go to grandma's um, first and not last. And Jordan and my daughter is trying to say she wants to go to grandma's last. But Josh is like, I don't want to get trapped at my grandma's. I don't want to be trapped there because she'll expect me to stay. And I don't want to stay. I want to come back here. He goes, I would rather just hang out here than hang out there. And his grandma knows these things. She knows. You know, and so he's just like, I, I'm already getting my food planned. He goes, my grandma makes amazing stuffing. I don't she, like stuffing, and but she does. They love it. Absolutely, I love it. My son sneaks me some every year. I, I absolutely don't like love it. In general. 
Yeah, and you don't like stuffing. So he's so he's already told me, right? He's like, I love my dad's turkey. I love my dad's mashed potatoes. And I love my grandma's stuffing. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go to my grandma's and I'm going to take some stuffing and then I'm coming back to your house. And then this is what I'm making my plate. And he's getting it all planned out, which I think is super cute. It is cute. It's super cute, you know? And so he's planning all these things out. Well, that is now, that issue for us has now been taking off of us. I mean, right. we don't have to plan these things out now. And I'm thankful to God for that. Like, I truly am. And my son's not stressing about it. It's not like it's a stressful thing. But I am so grateful that we're beyond that season in the, the holidays with our children. I mean, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super grateful. So number two, the second thing to be grateful for is, is family. And that's a hard thing in blended. Yeah. <laughs> so my family just started recently in the last couple years coming over here. So when we lived in Lionsgate, so probably like seven, eight years ago when my uncle Chris was still alive, yeah, they came to like, it was your whole family and my whole side of the family, my dad's whole side of the family Yes, that all came to our house. And then over time, it just got to be too much on my grandma. And so my uncle Mike would go over there. And cook a meal for her so she didn't have to get, like, stressed out. And, uh, like, my dad, because that's my dad's side of the family. So then my Uncle Chris and his kids and everybody went to, over to my grandma's house. And then we were at our house. And she wouldn't want everybody to come over. Well, now that my Uncle Chris has passed away, my dad has passed away, my grandpa has passed away. So, and my uncle Jeff lives with my grandma. So it's just my uncle and her, my uncle Mike started coming over here a couple of years ago and telling her, cause there's only three of them now. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've been coming over here the last, this will be the third year, I think. Or was last year the first year in a while? I don't know. I don't remember either. Because last year was COVID was pretty heavy. But so they came last year. <clears throat> they came because then some of our friends came too, Doug and Stacy. Your family yeah, didn't come. Yep, yep. Because right. of COVID. Yeah. Uh so they came and but I think the year before they had come, but I don't remember. So this year, again, so now this year is the first year that we have my side of the family and his side of the family coming together again. I mean, not everybody, obviously, but for the most part everyone's coming to enjoy it and it is it can be a little like you're like just in anticipation like I wonder how it's gonna be but no one really fights it's just no. how is it gonna play out like what is there anything that's gonna happen Tension. And th yeah things like that but I am very grateful that our families come over and we all can be together and we can make memories and take pictures and yeah. Uh, because the older you get, I mean, people that grasp this concept at a younger age, I'm actually kind of jealous of them because the older you get, the more you start to realize that everything in the world is so fleeting, except for the relationships that you have mm. and the impact that you make on your family and the people that you leave behind mm. and family okay. and spending time with family. It can be annoying. It can be frustrating, but that is actually what's important, you know, is, spending time together and solidifying. So like if something ever happened to us, the kids know that they have a foundation that they can go back on and they have places that they can go or people that they can reach out to. It's just very, very important. And you start to accept people for their idiosyncrasies and all, so you know, it's true. just, it's, it's like, yeah, that's family, you know? And it's not, as long as it's not toxic relationships where like emotional or physical abuse is going on, it's like everyone has annoying habits that other people find annoying, you know, type of thing. But it's actually endearing if you change your perspective on it. It's like 
you love them for those little things. Yeah, so. you become grateful for yeah. that. And I think that is a maturity thing. Like I do. If they passed away, that. you would miss it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think it is, you know, you get to be, the older that you get, you become a little more grateful for certain certain parts of those things. That's why it's important that we understand, like, you know, we wanted to do three three reasons or three things to actually be grateful for. And, you know, if we overcomplicate, because if we're supposed to be grateful for everything, right? As a Christian, you know, community, you know, we're always saying, you know, we need to be grateful, we need to be grateful, we need to be grateful. And sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I have to be grateful for everything all the time. And it's all reality. We can really chunk things into major categories. And, you know, God definitely is something we need to be thankful for, but also family. And in a blended family, that sometimes is difficult. It's hard, but, you know, our family is there and they love us and they don't always mean harm against us. You know, there are a lot of times in blended families, things are confused, feelings are getting hurt. Sometimes people are feeling alienated or left out, but you know, this is a time of year to say, hey, I'm going to slow things down. Just like I said earlier, you know, it's important for me. Slow things down and be grateful for the people that do care about us, that do love us, you know. And it's not times to argue and fight and, you know, get in disagreements. It's just time to say, you know what, I care about you and, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're in my life. And sometimes family is friends, you know, and we have a That's church family. That's our next point. That's our next point. Yeah. And it's just really important, though, that you you look you look at those those things and you say to yourself, you know what, family is something that matters to me and I want to make sure that I continue to be grateful for the people that are in my life. And that's hard in a blended family though. It is hard. And especially because um, when you're Christian, like, you know, our three points are those points for a reason. God, family, and then the next one's going to be community. Okay, I'll let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> and, but it's hard because when you get together that those also aren't the times to argue or fight with family that necessarily don't believe in your beliefs. They don't believe mm -hmm. in God and they think your beliefs are dumb and it's don't lose sight of what's important. Like, yes, you want everyone to get a relationship with God because you want everyone to be able to go to heaven for eternity and be together. Mm -hmm. But is that at the cost of at a holiday party getting into a huge fight with your family. Like our pastor just preached on this. Like, yeah, you want to be able to witness and stand strong in your beliefs, but also with humility and love, not with arguing. You're definitely not going to win anybody to the Lord by being rude or condescending or mean to people. In fact, you're doing the opposite of that. You're pushing them away. So yeah, it's true. So for the third point, Christy already told you. Dun, da, 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 surprise. You need to be grateful for your community. It's community. Yeah. And it's so funny because a lot of times what I'm realizing the older I get too is family, like I said earlier, family learns to love and appreciate you over time for your idiosyncrasies or in spite of them. Let's just say your family yeah. just starts putting up with you in spite of your idiosyncrasies because they're family. Your community loves you because of your idiosyncrasies. They usually don't love you in spite of those. Like the people that are in your inner circle know all your quote unquote flaws or weaknesses and they love those about you or they um, know that you know your heart and know that you're trying to work on them and things like that because our community our church family, our life group, Celebrate Recovery, uh, the people within our perfectly blended community. We have so many like little, like I'm on the worship band at church. Josh works at our church. Like we have little communities within our big, huge world of community. And 
those people are just so absolutely amazing. I can't say enough about our community of people. I cannot say enough about them. They're absolutely amazing. They step up for uh, when something traumatic happens in someone's life. It's like our whole church community just comes together and does just miraculous things mm. through God. I mean, we are supposed to be the hands and feet of God, but they really want to do what God would want them to do and really step up and uh, are there for one another. And this time of year, I love this time of year, probably because it is all mushy cushy and you want to be thankful and it makes you want to pause and be thankful for the things that you, mm. you know, a lot of us get caught up in the day-to-day -day things and we take it for granted. And then mm. if it goes away or the person passes away or a person moves or, you know, these things, it's like, it's detrimental. It leaves a little hole in your heart and you mm. really miss it a lot and you'd give anything to get it back. I mean, it's no different. I know this is kind of a dumb example, but you know, Josh and I had to put, he had to put his dog down this year. I had to put my dog down and man, those dogs did some annoying things. And especially when they got to be old, they wanted to go out like every five minutes. And if you didn't get up, they should have a diaper on because if you didn't get up every five minutes and let them out, they would just start peeing around the house. Yeah. And it's like, how much pee did they have that in them? And at the time you were just like, so annoyed. I was like, Oh my gosh, how many times I just sat down. And now it's like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> mm -hmm. I miss them so much. Like I would do anything to have them dogs back, you know, just for another week. And just imagine how much more that is for like a family member or a friend, you know, like you get annoyed with them and you start taking it for granted. But they, if they went away, like we lose sight of the big picture so much, mm -hmm. like you're getting so upset that you have to share your kids on a holiday. Well, what if you didn't get to see your kids at all? You know, like it's, it's, yeah. It's just we we forget we get so caught up in the small details when it's the big thing, you know, loses yeah. our focus on stuff. Yeah, she talks about the dog. Of course, I get emotional too because it's a very special. That was a really a special thing, and that was a hard thing for us this year. But yeah. you know, I was <clears throat> as we're sitting in the room, and uh, you know, we had to put my dog down, and I'm sitting there, and I put my hand on him, and. Uh, you know, I just kept repeating that I'm thankful to God, you know, yeah. for giving me this opportunity for this animal to love me the way that he loved me. And I think, you know, I look at our community the same way, like this community that we've surrounded, uh, been able to have be blessed by, by God, you know, has just been incredible earlier this year. You know, we had an opportunity to put on our first event for perfectly blended and so many people came around us and just helped and just poured into this event. And oh my was, gosh. It was incredible. And I remember saying something to to one of the guys and he says, he goes, that is, it doesn't surprise me at all. He said, he said, you guys are constantly pouring into everybody and we never, we do that, but we don't expect anything in return, you know? And so it's so, I'm so grateful and thankful for people that I want to pour into other people. Yeah. Like I really want to do that stuff. And it's amazing that when you do that, that you have a community of people that care about you that want to do it in return. Yeah. And so, you know, we're super grateful. I mean, you can see out of all three of these categories, we're the most emotional about community because it's impacted us. I mean, besides our relationship with Christ, we understand it's the foundation of all of this, but community has really impacted us this year a great amount. Like we've we've just been impacted because Christy and I are really, it's real easy for us to be like, we can take care of everything ourselves. We're very, very good at that, right? Yeah. We, we're, But that's not what we're designed to do. God has no. designed us to be in community with each other. And, and we've really learned a good lesson this year. I have. Yeah, because he's put us <clears> in <throat> situations to where he's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do this yeah. by yourselves. 
you have to reach out and ask for help. You have to, you know, allow other people to help you and to pour into you and to pray for you and with you. And you have to be vulnerable. And the older I get and the more and more I grow in my relationship with God, though, I look back and I'm like, I love it when he humbles me even more. I love it when he keeps me like grounded in the salt of the earth. I just appreciate that. He loves me so much that he, out of everything else he has to do (laughs) that he takes the time to, to this one little human out of billions of people, like auto correct me, you know, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have to take the time to do that. Like we know what we should be doing and we have the Bible and we read the Bible and we talk so bad about the Israelites all the time. Like them stupid people after everything God has done, it just seems like after four generations, after like 40 years, they've completely went back to like how they used to be the idiots, you know, but we just are on that constant cycle. Like we are them. And the more I get in a relationship with him, the more I understand that when, you know, you're sitting in church and the pastor's like talking about Adam and Eve and he's like, that's us. We did that, you know, or we put God on the cross. You know, when you're younger, you're like, no, I didn't. Right. Like, that was not me. That was them. Mm-hmm. But now I understand it means like if it we were in that situation, we would have done the exact same thing. For sure. We would have screwed up the same. We like we like to think of ourselves as bigger or higher than what we are or better than what we are. And we're not. We, we're not. We we do the same things on a, in our day to day lives. Yeah. So. It definitely um, is awesome when you have a good biblical Christian community around you to help remind you of God. I mean, there is God in the community. You know, where two or three gather there, I will be. The Bible says it. Yep. So he um, he definitely shows up even greater, you know, in your Christian community. And I think it's amazing, too, just to speak of our own community is that Christy mentioned earlier, we have a bunch of other, I mean, we have an overarching community of Christian, right? And then we have little mini communities within that. Yeah. And all of them are super understanding and loving when we talk about blended family stuff. And so I understand that blended families feels a little taboo in church. Like we've lived it. We understand it. Like we get that right. The church doesn't really um, pour in or understand the blended family. And that's not an intentional thing. It's just, it's a missed thing. Yeah. And so being within this community of people, we just see all these people that are part of blended families, not part of blended families and just want to come around and say, Hey, we just want to help. We want to, you know, we want to assist any way we can. And, you know, we're, we're behind you. And, and so like our life group is full of blended families and not blended families. And, you know, we can all sit around and still talk about all the same stuff because in all reality, we struggle with a lot of the same things, not everything, Mm -hmm. right? There are certain things that we, we struggle differently with having exes and things of that nature. But overall though, the community has just been unbelievably supportive. And so you know, our hearts are just bleeding at this time of year, being grateful, uh, you know, that God has given us this great opportunity to have this. Yeah. And I think it's important though, like it's, it's harder on your community to really embrace a blended family because they don't know how it's like, they, it's hard to comprehend. Okay. Like Josh, his dad is not biologically his dad. Right. So it's like, I forget that. Because it's, I've only known him with his mom and dad. 
and you know, there's four kids, him and his older sister have one dad. And then his two younger sisters have a different dad, but the guy that he calls dad adopted him at a very young age and his older sister. And it's mm-hmm. always been them for, I mean, since he was a small child, it's always been them. I've never known any different. Right. So me being, he can obviously remembers that that's not his real dad. That's not his biological, like blood dad. Yeah. But it's harder for outsiders to remember that when that's all they know. Like, all I know is him being with his dad. Mm -hmm. So when our church community or your community is only, they don't see the exes. They don't deal or aren't usually here for or the behind the scenes for the conversations of having to split birthdays or split holidays or whatever. They only see the, usually, they only see the picture perfect family in front of them. And it's always you and your spouse and the kids. So they forget, they forget, you know, and then they'll be talking about stuff and, oh, what are you guys doing for this? What are you guys doing for that? And then, or I'm like, hey, like years ago, I'd be like, oh man, we want to move so bad. And people would be like, (laughs) move move then. And I'm like, I can't move. I can't go 30 miles away because I can't move my kids 30 miles away from their dad. And then they're like, oh, because people just forget it because they only see you guys together as a unit. That's it. So it's easy for them not to understand it because they don't they don't know anything else. Not because they're not from it, but then they also they picture you guys just being together. They don't picture any other parent yep. in the picture. Yeah. Or any other family members. They just picture you guys. So Yeah, I had an opportunity to sit down with a guy yesterday that uh, you know, I'm a little bit older than he is. So, you know, trying to share some wisdom, right? A little bit. By a lot, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's a lot, but you, you know, his dad, <laughs> well, slow your roll. He's like 28 years old. I couldn't, I'd have to be a young. Yeah. 18. No, that's bad news. So nonetheless, I am sitting there, I'm talking to him, right? And we're kind of going back and forth. And I said, well, tell me a little about your family. And he started sharing and he is a stepdad, you know, and him and his wife just had their first baby and he has three other stepkids. And I said, man, oh man, can we talk about this stuff? So we started kind of chatting about that a little bit. And it was like his eyes got like this big because he hasn't had an opportunity to connect with another fellow Christian that has, that's part of that. Yeah. And so it's like, it's a really weird thing in community, especially in the church community. We don't really open up about some of these things because it's like, you just don't feel like Christy was saying, you just don't feel like it's relevant to talk about. Right. It's not even an intentional thing. I feel like it's just it's almost like a byproduct. Yeah. You know, like this is our Sunday family, right? This is what right. we bring on every other Sunday. This is what our family looks like. Right. And on the opposite Sundays, it's just us or half of us, you know, and nobody ever really talks about it. So, you know, it's great to have community and it's great to be open and honest with other people. You know, I talk about my, you know, recovery of alcohol and I also talk about blended family stuff because it's, those are the things that I feel people need to hear about so they can connect well. And I feel like our community grows because of those things. So I'm grateful that God continues to open my heart, keep me humble, just like Christy said, you know, keeps me grounded, keeps keeps me wide open and vulnerable. And I keep sharing these things. So, you know, are you grateful for these things this time of year? You know, you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Well, we just also, so our lead pastor of our church is a very, I mean, amazing preacher, amazing man. And he supports even Celebrate Recovery really, really well. Well, le- every year we ask his dad, so our lead pastor's dad, to also yeah. come to Celebrate Recovery and give his testimony. And this started probably like four years ago. And yeah. the very first time he ever came, I was like, because you don't, 
when you hear your preacher's story, and some preachers may have a different background, but when you get to know your pastor's story and you hear about he grew up in a Christian home, he went to a Christian school, he went to a Christian college, he got a Christian job, he's a pastor, blah, 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 blah. Okay, right? But then to see when you originally talked to him about his dad, to see his appreciation to where he was this close to not growing up in a Christian home because his dad, uh, you know, he just came this past Thursday and gave his testimony again. His dad did, and his name's John. And he said, uh, that he, you know, what he did growing up, you know, he was heavily involved in drugs and girls and selling them and doing them and drugs. I mean, <laughs> I not girls. Say something. <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't know that part. That's part two of the testimony. I said that was wrong. I said that was mixed up. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. That's not bad. Radio edit. Uh, <laughs> but he, he, I mean, he was deep in, he was in a rock band and I mean, they just, he was living up, living it up, you know? Yeah. What is that? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, he was a late sixties, you know, early seventies. to hear you know, that's part of our community. So our lead pastor's dad, who doesn't go to our church because he doesn't live close by, comes up every, you know, year and is willing to give his testimony because this is where it all comes together. It's God. And then he is our pastor's family. It's his pastor's dad, which also is our community, is willing to do that because he's so passionate about what we do, but not us about celebrate recovery and what God does in celebrate recovery and how, what God can do for your life. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm thankful for that. And that is community. It's once you start getting to know people, the, what spreads out from there, it's like you get to know a person and this person introduces you to this person and this person introduces you to this person and you never know what God's going to do through your community. And so that's why it's always important to pause and take a step back and Mm. really just be grateful and with expectancy too. Like what else are you going to do this year? God, like what, what else are you going to do for me today? Who are you going to have me meet? What impact Mm. are you going to have me make? Because it's like a ripple effect. Like who Mm. knows now, you know, our lead pastor had a five-year plan to do a recovery ministry. And then Josh did research, found one and started it. And then lo and behold, our lead pastor's dad is is whole part of the recovery program and will come and give his testimony. Who knows who he's impacting and then who they'll go out and impact. Mm. And that's what's so important about remembering to be thankful because everything comes when we pause and have a grateful or thankful heart because that's where everything comes from. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's super easy for us to be grateful and thankful for when we see the product of yes. whatever our efforts are. Yes. It's really hard to be thankful Very and grateful good. to yeah. when you don't see the the products of those. And I can tell you right now that 90% of our efforts go unnoticed by us. You right. know, we don't see those. It may be something. And what's really an awesome thing about um, our pastor's story is his dad, you know, came in to know Jesus when he was in his early 20s. You know, it's an amazing story. Sometime you know, maybe we could have him on. That would be really Ooh. cool. Yeah, that would be a really great thing. And yeah. to be able to hit for him to be able to share the story. But uh, he uh, had a daughter and a son, are not our pastor. So the Thank you, yeah. pastor's father had our pastor, which is a son, and John they had a Senior. daughter, and they also adopted a boy. Okay, mm-hmm. so they Name have three. Josh. His name's Josh, right? Mm-hmm. Josh and John both became pastors, mm-hmm. and the daughter, unfortunately, she she got sick a few years back and she passed away at a very young age. Very young. And well, I mean, we, well, yeah, we don't she, mean kid, but no. I mean she was like in her thirties. Yeah, she was in like her late thirties, I think. She might have been forty, 
but uh, she passed away, unfortunately, but she was heavily involved in the Christian community. So, you know, he- She was a Michigan State fan. And she, <laughs> go green. And so my point is, is that we, we sometimes underestimate what we think God can do through us. And really what he's looking for is just our obedience. He's looking for us to just obey him. And part of the major part that keeps us going in that is being grateful. Like that is literally the fuel that keeps us going. Like we're just grateful that God is just doing something in me today. Just God, just use me. Christy just said it like, God, use me. How are you going to use me today? I may not be able to see the fruit of that, but I'm just grateful that God continues to use me. Use me in all the ways that you possibly can. And that can be very tiring. But the thing that keeps us going, that keeps it fueled, at least it does for me, is trying to keep a grateful heart. It's how I start my prayers all the time. Mm-hmm. God, I'm just so thankful. I'm really thankful right now. Even yeah. when I really don't feel like I am, <laughs> I, yeah. I want to open up and say that I am. So Me too. God, family, and community. Mm-hmm. It's an easy thing to remember. Uh, it's a hard thing to always do. But I think this is the time of year to do it. You know, we're going to be with family pretty soon, especially as blended families. Things are going to get hectic. Slow down. Understand that God is doing an amazing thing in you, and he wants to continue to do it through you. So be grateful for God and your relationship with him. Be grateful for the family that you've been given and be grateful for the community that uh, you have an opportunity to impact and be part of. Well, and it does get better. It does. It does. Like the blended family does. Like it's always hard in the beginning. It's always hard. And the beginning is like five to seven years. We've talked about it before on our podcast. Like the average blended family takes four to seven years to blend or to mesh or, you know, to... To mix. <laughs> mix, like how, whatever word you want to put on it. So it's not like one year. I mean, one year goes by really fast. It goes by so fast. And the older you get, I think the more that you realize that. Like a one year is only 12 months. And a month goes by, like you blink your eye and it's like, oh my gosh, Honestly. it's 2022. You know, Honestly. and it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So don't underestimate what you can do in seven years and overestimate what you we'll do in one because one year is not that long. It's really not. Mm -mm. And this is the time to be grateful for it. Understand that at this time of year, we reevaluate everything that we've done for the year. We find the things that we can change. We give everything else to God and we'd be grateful for all the opportunities he continues to give us and we move forward. So have a happy Thanksgiving. We hope, uh, you know, you have the greatest uh, family gets along. Your ex is beautiful and wonderful. And we pray for that for you. And, uh, Stay connected. And one of the girls at work, I do want to throw this out there. One of the girls at work told me because I love Christmas so much and I actually would skip over Thanksgiving just to get to Christmas if I could. And she said that if you are that person, which I am, that are macaroni and cheese, she's actually going to call Josh and make him make me dry food. So my food's going to be dry. So I want to tell you, your food will not be dry. (laughs) And if you love Christmas more than Thanksgiving, that is okay. And you can still enjoy the food just like everybody else and secretly be so excited because the day after Thanksgiving, you can officially celebrate and no one will yell at you no more. My turkey will not be dry. No. (laughs) Sorry, lady. Don't know who you are. It's Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Calling you out, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. We'll be here next Tuesday at 7. Bye.